0: manifesting anything you know you've really got to open yourself up to the opportunities out there and explore them for anything to come to you so that could be for relationships for clarity for work for whatever it is that's absolutely you've got to let go of something in order to take to take on the next and really feel your vision hi i'm mary welch fox and you're entering a world gone good
1: Well, hello, my name's Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light and or find the light in the darkness to prove this world of ours is still a pretty good place to be. Help us spread some good by sharing, subscribing, rating, and reviewing our show. The more of you who do any and all of these things, the more good we can make this world together. Yes, it is true. This podcast can save the world. Or, like I said, just make your day a little bit better. Or a lot of it better. A whole lot of better. As much better as you want. Okay, raise your hand if you're addicted to home makeover shows as much as I am. Okay? Raise your other hand if you watch them and are super judgy like I am. What is it that makes us feel so good voyeuristically and vicariously watching someone else's home and lives transformed Is it because we feel it's attainable for us as well? Is it attainable for us as well? That's another question. And who would have ever thought that HGTV could emotionally affect us so deeply? My guest is about to launch her own HGTV series with the best name for a show ever. It's called Breaking Bland. This is her story of following her passion, navigating the bumpy road of it all, and living her dream. Oh, and if you still have both your hands up, go ahead and put them down. The show's about to start. Mary Welch Fox Stasek, this is where we're beginning. What the hell is your name? I know. I mean, that is a very fair question. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it, It is like the bane of my existence. And I love it, but it's also the bane of my existence. Um, Mary Welch is my first name. It's a double name, and then Welch is my grandmother's maiden name, but it also sounds like a last name. so it's you know kind of always followed me around as like, well, that sounds like a last name and then Fox is my maiden name, so when i w- then I got married and Staick is my married name, and when I was married, I was like, well, I don't want to drop like I've always been Mary Welch Fox, and I don't have a middle name that I can drop, so And then, and my husband really wanted me to take his name and I didn't want to like hurt him. So I was like, all right, you know what? We're going to bring them all. We're just going to like bring in all the names. We're going to keep them all. And that's what it is. And it is,
1: (laughs) that's my name. Mary Welch is like Mary Lou, Mary Beth, Mary Alice.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay, good. Now question number two, hard hitting questions. Okay. Shiplap, yay or nay? (laughs) <laughs> Ooh,
0: um, it is like, I know it is being used everywhere all the time. And like, for a hot minute, I was like, okay, I'm done with shit. But you know, it does have a lot of really positive quality. So yay.
1: Okay, good. Because I'm going to send you a photo my entire wall. You'd be so proud of me if you came to this house. And when we get into this list, my listeners, you'll understand why she'd be proud of me. I had to hide a door in a bedroom. The house we bought is 1,048 square feet. There is a door in every damn room in this house. So I took down the door and I took down the um, border around the door, the the molding. Yeah. And shiplap the whole wall. My one regret is then I later saw people uh, quarter shiplapping, like making design out of the shiplap and then painting behind it. I was like, oh, why did it do the whole wall? <laughs> totally.
0: But that was really smart. I'm very proud of you. See? See? I know
1: things. I yeah. learn things. You do. Totally. And I'm very good with mirrors too. There's mirrors. I have a tiny house and the trick with a tiny house is add mirrors. Makes everything bigger.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love mirrors of all kinds everywhere.
1: <laughs> so you have an insanely cool, not insane, insanely cool journey of a life. You went down one road then sort of veered to another. Tell us your story.
0: Where do you, where do you want me to start growing up? Anywhere you want. Okay, cool. I'm going to start growing up because right now I'm actually with my stepsister who um, is in town and um, we parent trapped our parents. And when we were younger and I like still think it's the coolest thing ever and are still best friends. And I had three siblings on our side and they had three siblings on theirs. So it was like became this actual Brady Bunch family where we all like were raised together and grew up together and we just had the best time. And also with that, like we all were pretty independent because there's just so many of us. It's really hard to like, you know, helicopter that many kids. So I chose after school that I wanted to like leave Knoxville. I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I wanted to go to school in Colorado and ski, snow ski. I really just Wanted to snow ski. I loved snow skiing. Um, I mean, all the right. uh, I chose colleges for all the right reasons. (laughs) Snow skiing. Um, (laughs) We're good academia. So I went out to Colorado. Wanted to get you know try a new life experience. And I was a biology major. And a few years into my degree, I was like, this isn't. I don't know. I really actually just want to be an artist. And at the time, like. HGTV was really blooming and I really gravitated towards watching these shows. And in my head, I was like, I want to do that. The school I went to actually had an interior design program. I had never heard of like, didn't even know that was a major when I went to college and I was accepted. It's automatic four year school, spent the next four years studying interior design and loved it. And then, um, started working in the last year of school because I'd already really finished all of my courses So I was working for an incredible designer in Denver at this beautiful store called Town. And I was introduced to this designer from New York and Larry Laszlo. And he just like captivated me. And by the end of our... He was building homes in Aspen. And by the end of our time working together, he offered me a job in New York. And like I was... The bags were like already packed. I was like, cool. I'm on my way. Let's go. I'm in. Um, So I went to New York and I worked for Larry and I had the most wonderful... Interesting experiences there. Ended up working for um, a fashion designer named Yigal Azrael, and I had a fantastic experience there as well, but I also fell in love. And my husband is a musician, and he was living in um, Chicago at the time. So he scooped me up, and eventually we made the decision that I would move to Chicago instead of him moving to New York. And in my mind, I was like, I have this great resume. I'm going to get a job in Chicago. It's going to be great. So I moved to Chicago and it's 2008 and the market crashes. Nobody was hiring for interior designers because, you know, that's a luxury item. When the market crashes, it's just not it's the first thing to go. And then one of our friends opened up this VIP event company for music festivals and for concerts. And in the very beginning, he hired his friends. And I was lucky enough to be one of those friends. So I took this journey off into the music industry and started working with him at music festivals and then got into a little bit of artist relation and hospitality. And and it was wonderful because it allowed me to be this like nomadic spirit that could travel around and do all these really fun things and see the world. But somewhere along the line, I did start missing design. One of my customers in the restaurant where I worked hired me as their designer. And it like reignited the spirit. I had the best time working with him. And then that gained me more clients and and it, and I was like okay I'm back I'm back this is great right as my career was taking off in Chicago I got pregnant and my husband and I made the decision then because he's a touring musician to move to Charleston so I could be closer to family so I have so my two sisters are here my mom is here so you know I started this business and I was doing great in Chicago and I was kind of like flying back and forth for the jobs that I had while I was still living in Charleston, and then keeping my music job as well. I, cu- I kept like running both at the same time for a while, and that became a lot. Then we had my first daughter, and she was born um, eight minutes without oxygen and almost died. And for a while, she had multiple seizures, and it was just sort of like we didn't know what her future was going to be like. And every year was sort of a surprise at how well she was doing until she turned three. And then she was like fully in the clear that um, she'd made it through the experience without lasting brain damage. And I slowed my, my work down and really just focused on being a mom for her. And I don't regret that at all. That was like, we, I needed that time with her. She was, that, it shook us to our core. And I think the moment I knew I was maybe done with working in the music industry was when I had been working with a company called Madison house, which is based in Colorado. They're dear friends of ours. And they had asked me to go on the road with Mumford and sons and do their train tour as their artist relations. And I could bring punky. And I was, it was like the job of a lifetime, the offer of a lifetime. And my mind, I was like, this is incredible. I'm going to make this work. But at the same time, like this call of design just kept calling me, and I ended up turning it down. And I, that was like the moment I was like, "Okay, how could you have taken this incredible opportunity? Now it's time to like really find a way to make design work. If this is how it's going to be, uh, if you're going to turn down great opportunities like that, then like you need to start getting out there and making other ones." And at the same time, too, I was trying to get. Have we had finally decided? to try to have another child and that process was arduous, you know, not ha- not being able to get pregnant and then having miscarriages and then finally when I was pregnant we found out our daughter had trisomy x which is something I'd never heard of. She's mosaic turner syndrome and trisomy x. So my whole pregnancy was already high risk, but it was really high touch and really scary because I just had no idea what any of that meant and there's not a lot of studies on what really the outcome is because everything can be so different depending on the way those X chromosomes land. And at the time too, I was getting calls from a production company called River, a girl that I had grown up with, one of my dearest friends growing up, Angie Weddekin, maiden name, but Angie Jedlicka now, had kind of suggested that I would be a good candidate to be a host for HGTV. And at the time it was like, I was not in the best headspace trying to get pregnant and with knowing everything I knew about what was happening with Mickey and it took me a while, but I was like, please come back to me when I'm like, feel like this is something I want, I can like totally take on and feel great about it. When they came back around, I'd already taken on more design clients and was like ready to make my, that like ready to take back on my career and they came back at the perfect timing and we did screen testings and calls and all the things for God felt like forever, maybe like a year and then the sizzle and then the pilot and then the pilot was taken on and it's just been a whirlwind really like ever since now Mickey is three and the show is finally going to air August 4th at 9 p.m. (laughs)
1: there's so many questions I have for you, but I don't want to make you cry. So let's go here for a second. I'm going to say this carefully. So you have one child who has a health issue, and then you're pregnant with a second child knowing that there is a health issue. How do you? How did you get through that time? Don't cry. If you cry, I swear to God, don't cry. No, I'm kidding. I am such a crier too. <laughs> so am I. I cry. I am too. I'm a mess. But but no, seriously. <laughs> how did you? I mean, where did your? Where was your headspace during that point?
0: You know, I'm not gonna lie. It was not. It was not great. I, I had um, some pretty serious anxiety at the time, and really more anxious about my older daughter at the time I knew she was going to be fine like that at that point, And there's something like, I, I just, she was doing great. She was prospering. She was doing awesome. At that point she was, I felt confident in that it was my, my, the daughter I was pregnant with Mick, uh, Mickey at the time that I was so worried because it, to me, like we'd already been through this yeah. and years of going to, um, high-risk appointment and, and just appointments, seeing follow-up doctor's appointments for three years and testing her, um, testing all of her, you know, how she was doing and how far she has come. And I was like, I, I don't know if we're going to do this again and how, right. and, and the possibilities of what could go, you know, a lot of times when you, when these things happen and they prep a mom, you, you hear only the bad things, you know? Sometimes if you hear like there's so, and I went down the Google rabbit hole, which was such a bad idea. I would Google nonstop all the time. Like what, what am I in for? Like what's happening? And it's really, you see these things that are so scary. Um, you know, there's heart defects and there's kidney defects, like all these things that are so terrifying. And, um, you don't really read about, and it's not the moms that come on that are like, Hey, my child's fine because they're child is fine you know right 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 and it just I was I was really a nervous wreck and but you know and and sadly I'd lost sight of in in ways like this is no matter what I was just so worried about what her future would look like and how scary that would be for her um and how I was going to tell her and all of these things but you know you forget that the, you're a parent and you're have capable of so much love and no matter what challenge you face, like it's going to be fine because you love that child so much, you will protect them. And they're like, your love will supersede all of that. So and that, that, that was lost for me for a second. I forgot that that is, that that is the mother's love until I held her in my hands for the first time. And then I was like, Oh God, never like the world you know, that could rinse of all of that worry. Like she's mine. I've got her like, we're here. She made it. Um, only 2% of Turner syndrome babies make it, um, through childbirth. Um, so it, that's like the part where, uh, yes, I did have some postpartum depression after. And I think that's likely just my body coming down from, from all the anxiety, but it's, you know, a parent's love is, can, is so deep that once they once she was in my arms, it, the headspace was able to start repairing and clearing and understand that I was able to ask for help, you know, tell my doctor immediately like, Hey, I'm not, I'm struggling. I need help. And, and, it, and finally not feel ashamed to ask for that help. That was a big step.
1: Well, don't you think that in any, in many crisis situations, it's like you get this, like almost like superpowered adrenaline of like, I can handle this. I can handle this. We're going to figure this out. And then when it's all done, Whatever the outcome is. And your outcome, it's fantastic. Everything worked out. Then the wall, the wave hits you. Then you slam into a wall because your body's like, oh my God, I've been doing all of this for so long. Ugh. <laughs> right?
0: 1000%. Like, we pro- I process trauma so much, you know, so much later after it happens. Like, some, like with Punky, I think like two years later, my thyroid went out. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it did. I like killed my adrenal glands worrying about her, but it took sure. time for that to settle in my body, you know? So absolutely like that adrenaline washes away and it's like, Oh, okay. Like it's time to time to reel it in and, 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 and just focus on health.
1: And what else is cool about you is that you got a fork in the road. You got an opportunity to say, this is my dream to the left and to the right. Is a tour with a major, major recording sensation label concert, other thing, and you turned it down. Where a lot of people might have told you, maybe they did. Did they tell you, you were crazy to do that? Yeah, I and I thought I was for a little while. I was
0: like, "What am I doing? What are you doing? What did you do?" <laughs> then it was like, but at the same time, like, it just felt like that's what I needed to be doing to do the to move on in a new direction in my life and thank God it worked out or else I'd be like, still like, what did you do? <laughs> like, right. Uh, right. Like what? And I still look back and I'm like, you still probably could have just done that and then moved on. But like,
1: <laughs> No, but, but the other thing would have never come to you. I, I, I always say this to my friends, my sing- I'm married. So I always say this to my single friends. I always say like, They're like, why don't, you know, why am I in this terrible relationship? Why am I in this terrible relationship? Why? Oh, I don't want to. And they always say like certain people won't name names, might be listening, say to me, um, you know, but, but if I, if I leave this relationship, then I have to start over and I don't want to start over. I'm this age or I'm this weight or I'm this whatever. And I always say it's a train. You're in a tiny town in a train and you're not letting the train leave the station. No other train's going to come into that track until you let this train go. You're holding this train up for yourself and everybody else. You let that train go, the next train is coming down the pike. And really, I believe that. Do you think that's part of it? Oh, 1000%. And then, and I mean, that's so much of
0: manifesting anything, you know? You've really got to open yourself up to the opportunities out there and explore them for anything that comes to you. So that could be for relationships for clarity, for work, for whatever it is, it's absolutely, you've got to let go of something in order to take, to take on the next and really feel your vision.
1: So the show is called Breaking Bland and it's coming to HGTV on August, what 4th?
0: August 4th. Yes.
1: August 4th. And it is, uh, okay, hold on. Cause I write things down. I'm a professional. You said, and I'm quoting, you embrace bold risks and fun, weird sides of, I'm loosely translating here, other humans. And you try to put personality, yeah, you try to put totally. personality into
0: design. So how does that work? I mean, here's the thing like we all have personality. And like when I walk and personally, when I walk into a space, that like really taps into my personality. Like I'm in it and I feel it. And I like want to touch and feel and see all of it. And design is really experiential. It can be really experiential. So to be able to be in a space that really feels like it's yours and customized for you, I it, I think makes such a difference in somebody's... like in, in just the way a human... You can tap into your own emotions. You get inspired. And now we've been home a lot. So to be able to walk in and like recognize certain things in your space that you, know, you can pull back from your experiences in life or that inspire you or make you want to... Be more creative or calm you down. Even like those are all really important things that yeah, I want you to feel emotions when you are in your space.
1: So let's go here. What's the format of the show? So you go in and you meet these families and you get to know them personality wise. Where a lot of places go in and look at a house and go, "Oh, this house is you know we got to sell the." They they do the remodel a lot of these shows to sell the house, right? But Correct. your your show yeah. is to keep the people in it. Absolutely, my show
0: is definitely about finding out these pe- like more about these people. I want to know about their families, their trip, their vacations. What makes them happy? What makes them sad? What makes them feel this? Like, like I like to really get to know my clients, like really get to know them, and then create their space. And so, I, the difference I think, and and I'm sure a lot of there's a lot of designers that like to do this. Um, but so I don't want to say other designers don't take the time to do that, but it. it I want to take all those pieces and like my personal interpretation along with their, um, their inspiration. Like I'll have their Pinterest board. So I'll know like what they, what their eyeballs like, and then try to take that personality and marry it with their style and create the space with that.
1: And do you find that people who even in non HGTV world, when you do that, (laughs) because I ran my own company too, um, they spend a little more money. They, they're willing to take bigger risks as opposed to, well, eh, let's not, let's just keep the carpeting on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you find they're yeah. able to do more because, because you tap into them? Totally. Absolutely. And part of it is like, I really need people to have
0: full faith and trust and not pull back. And like, you know, of course we'll make proper financial decisions and based on your, whatever your budget is, but like, If you trust me to create this vision and like don't pull back and like make like, you know, don't try to save an extra dollar here keeping the carpet or what if we do have to, we will. But if you really trust me to come out with this full vision and like not pull back on any of the pieces, I promise you the whole thing will come to life in a way you could never expect if we
1: just like piecemealed it together. Who came up with the title Breaking Bland? Just say you did it. Just say it was you.
0: (laughs) I wish I did, but I because it's brilliant and like that when they when I think it, it, somebody at HGTV maybe um they just pulled me and I was like God I wish I did that name is so uh, hilarious perfect right. bad was like my favorite TV show so this is like I was like yes please reference my favorite show for sure one of my favorite music fest working at a Lollapalooza memories is like working with Aaron Paul and like chasing him around. So I'm like, oh yes, please do that. <laughs> do that for me, please.
1: What is the first thing you, when you meet a family or you meet a couple or you even meet a single person and they're asking for a redesign or a rebrand of their life through their house, what is like the first couple questions you ask them?
0: You know, how they use the space first. Like, first of all, I need to know like, how do you move through your home? Where do you, where do you work? Where do you eat? Where do you converse most? Where do you drink? Where do you clean? Where do you, like, how do you use your home? Second of all, like, what, what is like a hard no in terms of colors and um, things that make you feel like yucky? And I, so I want to find out all my hard no's. Then like, what, like, what do they do for fun? Do you love music? Do you love travel? Do you love hunting? Do you love fishing? Do you love, like, what is it that you do for fun in your own time? Are there trips that you've been on that really speak to you? Do you have art that really speaks to you? If you don't have art, what can, can I help you discover like things that would speak to you? What type of art speaks to you? Are there shapes that turn you on? Are there shapes that turn you off? Comfort? All of those, like, like, what do you, what what do you wear? like how let me see show me some of your clothes like that those right, kind right. of things all the things that that make up a person's individual like selections that they would select throughout the day
1: do you get people who have like a inkling of something where you're like god that's a terrible idea how do i maneuver you <laughs> into a better space
0: honestly like i'm usually the one that brings up the crazy ideas and they're like reel it in sister um <laughs> <laughs> right. definitely have had one client that i was like wow you're even taking me out of my comfort zone and that is hard to do and it was like using the same color tile all over our kitchen but like a bright color i mean all over a bathroom like a really bright color tile and i was like eventually even me like if we can't get this done right like that could be that over time like even me, who loves a lot of color, that could be a lot of color. That could be a little too much, which you very like rarely hear me say. So it's like a, it's that give or take. Like it's it's usually though me that's bringing up an idea where they're like, okay, yeah, that is like, not gonna happen. That's too much. Can you help me come with like a B version of that?
1: Right, right, right. So- Well, this house that we bought is a 1923 Little Craftsman. It's it's 1,048 square feet. And when we first came to look at it, there's only one bathroom. And it had a a bright – I'll send you a photo because no one will believe me, but I'll put it up on Twitter when this goes up. And I'll send it to you personally. It had a pink tub, a pink toilet, and a pink sink. And this was not done in the 1950s or 60s. This was done in 1996. She just really liked pink in this house, and so when we came in to look at this house, we were watching all these other people at the open house walk through, and everyone's like nodding, nodding, nodding. And then you saw them round the bend and get a glance in that bedroom, a uh, bathroom, rather, and it was just like, yeah. nope. And you saw 99.9 percent women, nope, out the door. And you heard their husband or boyfriend, whatever, walking after them going, no, 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 we can make it work. And, and you heard the woman going, no, we can't and leave. And I took this house because I said, we're just going to remove that. <laughs> like that's, that's going to go away. Like that was a choice. Somebody really liked that choice, but I'm okay putting my stamp on it. So for my listeners who listen, who can't go on HGTV, who aren't in Knoxville and or South Carolina, right? Charleston, South Carolina. Right. I got it right. Good. Not North Carolina. I'm a, I am know my 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 geography. What are some tips that you give people for their own space to make it more their own space?
0: Paint. You cannot go wrong with like paint. If something happens wrong with paint and you don't like it, it's just paint. Right. It is just paint. So you can take a lot of chances with paint. And if you don't like it, you just paint right back over it. That is my favorite way to tell somebody like, it is a it's an easy risk, and I did quote marks, but like this isn't recorded, so you can't see that. Paint is always an easy way to do it if you're like not really sure if you want to make a full decision. Things like backsplash and tile can always be changed, updated, elevated, adding wall features, um, new lighting makes a huge impact in the space. Repay like again, like repainting cabinets. There are so many quick and easy fixes that you can do that can bring personality into a space, you can paint your floors, you know, you can paint anything and then paint it again. If it doesn't work out, you know, now they have all these stick on, you know, wall features. So you can like hang your own shiplap. You can hang your own wallpaper. Right. I would definitely suggest getting your own electrician. Don't change your own light fixtures, please. (laughs) For me, um, <laughs> but there's always so many like quick, easy aesthetic changes you can make on your own, and there's a lot of really great lighting available. Even on like, you know, Target has great options. There's ways that you can do things for such a great price point, especially if like it's a quick change and you're doing it on your own and you're trying to save money. That like you can make things happen and make them your own and in, in easy ways, and it's all readily available. And YouTube has so many great tutorials to teach yourself if you're out there wanting to make those changes. And then if you're hiring somebody, just make sure you get references and see their work and and meet through and have a a couple meetings and and really think through your options when you're finding the person that is the right fit for you. Because this is somebody you're going to spend a lot of time with and... You really want them to understand your vision and respect your um, budget and, and be able to fit into your life in a way like that you're cool with them being around a lot.
1: Breaking Bland is going to air on Wednesday, August 4th. And there are how many episodes?
0: Seven episodes.
1: And are they a half hour or an hour?
0: So six of them are a half hour one of them is a full hour.
1: Ooh. And is the what is the final episode two episodes or it's just a one longer episode? The same family.
0: I think what they originally were going to do is make the the last one an hour, but I think now um the hour long episode airs week 2 of the airing and and before so I think that one airs at 8 p.m. And then, then the next ones at 9 p.m. Um, it kind of it changes a lot, which is I'm like, wow, y'all change things a lot. Like, does that not get confusing in the back end? But um,
1: they have a lot of faith in you, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) We end the show with three questions, but before we do, we have to thank Mr. Ed Tomasi. Um, How do you know Ed? Ed is as a light. He came down and visited South Carolina recently
0: with his family, um, and he just cracks me up with his bright, beautiful spirit. I was introduced to him through my production company, River, and um, and I just love the dude. Like it's really hard not to love that guy. He's just full of full of life and spirit and that's contagious.
1: Yeah. He's, he's amazing. I worked with him at ABC family and free forum a long time ago. And then I was watching, um, uh, some old episode. I don't know why it was on. It was like on CNBC or something or one of those networks. And it was uh deal or no deal. And Ed was the contestant. And so I, Nuh-uh. yeah. So I send them a, I send him a text or something and I'm like, what the hell are you on deal or no deal? And he's like, Oh my God, that was so long ago. But, uh, Yeah, so uh, Mr. Tomasi, or as I call you, Omasi, um, I say you thank you for linking me and Mary Welch Fox Stasic up together today. Thank you. We have three questions we end every show with. They're so easy. Don't worry. You know the answers. Question number one, where do people find you online? Where do people follow you online?
0: So I have two accounts um, because I don't know how to use social media and try to teach myself and got confused and made two accounts. One, MW Fox MWFoxStasek is Instagram, and that is my personal, and where you'll like hear all of my free-flowing just me-ness. And then Mary Welch Fox Design is my business account, and that's where you'll see all the pretty pictures, um, or in my opinion, pretty, um, of the spaces I create.
1: The two questions we always go out on, and this can be anything, doesn't have to reflect back onto anything we've already talked about, whatever's in your heart, you can speak, uh, no pressure. Who inspires you?
0: Oh, now I'm going to cry. Um, you know, that varies. Many people inspire me um, from, you know, we, we have this really incredible community of interior designers in Charleston of women that will, you ask them questions and I'm never afraid to ask questions and all of them. Have welcomed me with open arms and have helped me along the way. And I think that that is true beauty. Um, you know, that it is not like I'm any competition. It is like, yes, honey, let me help you find this. Let me help you get this contact. Let me help you get it set up. So, to all the designers here that have helped me, Angie Hernowski, Courtney Bishop, um, and Jenny Keenan are to name a few, and um, Shannon Bogan, like those, these women. Have given me unrelented support, and that is like that is so inspiring um as a a woman coming up in a new industry and in an in a city um to so thank you um, god there's so many god now i 'm gonna cry uh, <laughs> and uh, my family my you know uh, my little girls they inspire me to want to be and create a really great example of of um you know, how to be your best self and, and try every day to wake up. And even if you mess up that ne- that day, then the next day you can wake up and try again.
1: And the final question is super easy. Again, can go back to anything we already talked about or anything you want to say. It's really simple. Tell me something good. Life is good.
0: Um, something good is that that you do have the opportunity every day to change, to change your surroundings and to change your state and to start over. Every minute, every day is a new opportunity to change the way you're thinking and your disposition and how to you know, open up your mind and see the possibilities and unwind and, and pull away the things that are holding you back and just take it one tiny step at a time and just one foot in front of the other. And every day is that new, beautiful opportunity.
1: Thank you, Mary Welch, for sharing your good. Don't miss her new show, Breaking Bland, kicking off Wednesday, August 4th on HGTV. Next time on World Gone Good. When was the last time you
0: did something special for yourself that you encouraged yourself? You know, that you woke up and looked in the mirror and thought, I'm beautiful. Even if you had, you know,
1: stuff in your eyes, your hair was all over the damn place. But did you love... That you were looking at in that mirror. We are diving in deep into self love, self care, and self healing with the oh so good host of the Daily Dose of Love podcast, Tasha Bradley. Ask yourself this question What are five things you can say out loud right now that you love about yourself? More importantly, can you say five things out loud that you love about yourself? You better get ready for a self-love fest that may help you rethink how you see yourself and reconnect with what matters to you and you, just you. Doesn't that sound good? Until then, be good.